You're listening to episode 73 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about goal drama and what you can do about it. I'm master at life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. All right, we are halfway through January, but I still want to talk about goals and goal drama because regardless of whether you call it a goal or a resolution or an intention or a commitment, we still often have things that we want to achieve. And with the beginning of the year, a new year, a fresh start, we have so much hope and ambition and excitement about what we want to achieve, what we want to create, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I want to talk a little bit about goals and how we can get into a little bit of goal drama. Let's dive into this because this is still going to be helpful and relevant whether you're listening to this mid-January, mid-March, or in the middle of the summer because that's often when our goals have flown out the window. So January 19th is apparently National Diet Quitters Day. So coming up here in just a day or two, we've got the day when most people have given up on their New Year's diet. Now, some people are going to make it till February. Some might even make it into March. But typically what happens is after a couple of months of depriving, restricting, and trying to do a diet, hanging on for dear life, feeling like we're on the edge of a cliff and we're gripping and we're hanging on by our very fingertips and slowly our fingertips are falling off. And that's what we want to start to address is how do we break this diet cycle from hell and how do we really create long-term sustainable habits that we can do day in and day out? regardless of the season of life that we're in. And that means we need to not just be focused on the food and the exercise and what we can and can't eat or what we have to do in the gym. We also need to be understanding our emotions. We need to understand the emotional eating, our permission-giving thoughts, excuses, and justifications to eat when we're not hungry or to eat beyond the point of being satisfied. But let's bring it back a little bit and start at the beginning with the goal. So goal drama. Who here has ever experienced goal drama? Both hands are raised. (laughs) I have. And I have tried adjusting and resetting my goal based off of the results that I'm getting. So if I set a goal to lose five pounds in a month, for example, and I didn't lose any, then I might say, okay, let me just lose two pounds in a month. Let me make it really easy to try to hit this goal. And then when I kept not hitting that goal, I stopped setting the goal. Rather than assessing and figuring out why am I not hitting this goal, I turned inward and it was a lot of shame, a lot of blame, a lot of self-loathing, a lot of frustration of like, why can't I just stick with this diet? Why can't I just stick with this meal plan? But in the back of my mind, I'm also thinking, well, it's Wednesday. My coach said if I ate off plan and I didn't follow this two days in a row for the week, then at that point I wasn't going to lose weight. So why bother? Why keep trying to punish myself and follow this diet when I'm not going to lose weight? Of course that's what's going on. Now, this was also long before I had real mindset coaching, and I really understood the the true fundamentals and basics of weight loss and emotional eating. But at the time, of course, it's natural that I'm going to try to adjust the goal. I'm going to try to manipulate this. And this is often what I see with clients when they try to change their circumstance. So when they have a goal that they're trying to achieve, and that goal can go in the circumstance line. So just how we have thoughts, feelings, actions, it's always our thoughts about the circumstance. 
we could also have a goal in there. So we might have thoughts of this is unrealistic or this isn't achievable or I hope that I can get it or I pray something magical happens and this month is the month. And it's all in an attempt to feel better, feel better about ourselves or our lives. And so the purpose of a goal is not specifically so that we can achieve it. We do want to achieve it, but it's not always just in achieving the goal. We actually want to bring up that drama about the goal. We want to start to see all of the self-sabotaging thoughts. We want to bring that to the surface so that we can intentionally work through it. So we want to look at why do you think you won't hit it? Why do you think it's impossible? Why does it feel like a stretch? Why does it feel so far away? And really start to peel back these layers of the onion. Okay, because this is why you give up halfway through. This is why you don't follow through or you don't start taking action or you start taking action and then maybe you hit a plateau and you stop losing weight for a while and then you're like, screw it, this isn't working. I'm going to stop doing this. Because of course, if you're not getting results, why on earth would you keep doing a diet, especially a diet that you don't actually enjoy or that you don't like or that feels like it's hard to do or prevents you from enjoying your normal life? But even when you don't set the goal, which I know some of you do too, there are still these thoughts. Okay, so by setting the goal, we can start to trigger the thoughts on purpose so that we can address it, so that we can really heal that side, so we can look at the fear, the disbelief, the hesitation. Just like with the scale, we could try to remove the scale and say, I'm not going to weigh myself anymore because I just talk so bad to myself and all of my hopes and dreams rest on this number each morning. So we're like, I'm just going to get rid of the scale. All of those self-loathing thoughts, all of that fear, the criticism, the self-hatred, it's still all in you. You're just not triggering it by not stepping on the scale. But it's still there. You're still not dealing with it. So we cannot set goals, but all of that shitty talk is still in your head. It's still in your brain. And we need to get it out. We need to work through it. So that's why we want to set goals. Not just so that we have something to work for. And, and goals are helpful because we need to know where we want to go. We need to have something that we're striving for and something that we're working toward. Because even if we fall short, we're still making progress. If your goal was to lose, let's say, five pounds in a month and you lost three, that's still amazing. And it's still now giving you data and it's giving you a direction of here's where I want to go. Now, what do I need to do to bridge that extra two pound gap for the month? The challenge that we often run into is it's, well, I want to lose 20 pounds in a month or 30 pounds in a month. And we have these unrealistic expectations. Don't worry, we'll get to that in just a sec. <laughs> but the challenge here is that so often our expectations are unrealistic. They don't match up with what we want our lifestyle to be and really meeting ourselves where we're at. And even if we had a month where let's say we lost 10 pounds, do we see the next month if we lost five, we see that as a total failure instead of no, this is our body regulating and figuring out what the hell is going on to make sure that you aren't dying. Remember, your body is here to protect you. It wants to keep you from starving to death. And anytime we do extreme diets, not only does it trigger diet trauma, but also can bring up the biological desires in your body to keep you alive and to slow down weight loss to make sure that you're not dying. It's just so amazing how incredibly tuned they are to keep you alive. So we want to recognize that. Like we want to set goals so that we have direction. We know where we want to go. But it's not just about getting there. It's about bringing up all of the drama and all of the fear and all of the worry underneath. That way we have a smoother path because it's going to come out. 
you're going to see that self-sabotage, whether you do it in the beginning, whether you do it 10 pounds in, 50 pounds in, no matter what, it's still there. It's still going to come up and we need to address it. We can't just keep burying our heads in the sand and keep stuffing it down and pretending like it's not there or it doesn't exist. I want to talk a bit about the different types of goals that we can set because a lot of times we also set result goals, which are great. We have a result of like, I want to lose this many pounds or I want to lose this many inches. And that's fabulous. We can 100% set result goals, but we also want to be setting action goals. We don't always need the result goal. And especially if we're working on our mind drama, on diet trauma, on our relationship with food, sometimes it is more helpful rather than setting a weight loss or an inches goal and a result goal, we might just want to set an action goal for the habits that we want to implement and make more solid. Action goals are where we can sometimes get overwhelmed because they are unrealistic. So it's essential that you still follow the golden rule of what can I do for the rest of my life without hating my life. That is still driving all the action goals. So a result goal might be like, I want to lose five inches in the next five months. And a, an action goal would be, I want to drink 65 ounces of water every day, or I want to go to bed by 10 p.m. every night, or I want to move my body for 30 minutes every day. Those are going to be the action goals. I talk a lot about some of the different actions that we need to be taking. Those are the action goals. That's what we can start to look at. Action goals help us create that emotional momentum so that we can praise and validate ourselves for doing the thing. I'm no longer at the mercy of the scale or at the mercy of the measuring tape and allowing it to dictate my happiness or my pride or how I talk to myself. I can feel proud of myself because of the action that I'm taking, even when the scale doesn't reflect my progress immediately. There are going to be times where we're taking action and we're not seeing an immediate return, or we maybe are seeing some weight loss and then it tapers off for a little bit. It's that point that you have to keep taking the action and we still have to be focused on are you creating a life that you love? Does this line up with who you want to be? So we can set result goals and we can also set action goals. We can do both together. And I think it's actually helpful to have both. We can have the result and then we also want to be looking at, okay, so now how am I actually going to get there? <laughs> and now how do I need to be thinking and feeling that's going to be driving me to take this action consistently? And that's where we can start to troubleshoot because when we're not taking that action, now we can start to look at what was my excuse not to do it? What was my justification? What was the fear here? Because self-sabotage is self-protection. It's just wearing a different name. It's the exact same thing though. Internally, your brain is trying to protect you. So we want to understand that, which means we need to come at it from a place of curiosity and compassion. And it's a lot easier to look at that and to let go of the judgment and still allow any emotions. We can feel disappointed that we didn't hit a goal, but it doesn't keep us off track. We don't throw in the towel and say, screw it, why bother? When I work with clients, especially when we are working on time management and scheduling and different things like that, I focus on my top three priorities. And they are always result-oriented activities. So I will say that is a little bit different where it's not just action, it is a result. So my goal for the day, let's say it's to record a podcast. It means that the podcast is recorded by the end of the day. It's not I'm working on the podcast. This is actually what is created from this. So I have some clients where if they're working, they're trying to do some kind of like billing or invoicing. It's I've completed 20 invoices. There's a specific number to it. It's a result goal. It's not just work on invoicing. It's 
complete this many or finish or submit this many. So we want to actually give our brain some specificity here. And I just bring that up because I think there are going to be times when results are really beneficial, not just the action. And that's one of the distinctions is that when it comes to some of these goals versus the daily habits and the daily actions that you want to be taking, we want to be very specific with what that looks like. But I want you to think about goal setting as an experiment. And it's so fun because this is, again, exactly what I teach with clients with scheduling. (laughs) I tell them straight off the bat, this is an experiment. This is a hypothesis. We have this educated guess, and we now are going to take action and implement, and we're going to get some data. But that's how we want to think about it is we're coming at this from the place of a scientist, from an experiment. We're going to look at mentally, emotionally, what's blocking us from taking the action and following through. We can also look at tactically, does this genuinely work for my lifestyle or does it need to change? Okay, so we're guessing and we're planning for how long we think a goal is going to take to hit. So when it comes to goals, we still want to think about it as an experiment of like, okay, I have this goal. Let's say I've got a result goal and I also put in some action goals. This is still just a hypothesis. It's an experiment. I think this is the action that's going to be required. I think this is how long it's going to take me. I think this is how I can do it in a simple yet effective way. But we are still going to make mistakes. We are still going to get things wrong. We still don't always get the outcome that we hope for or that we expect because that's how experiments work. So when we think about this more as like a science project of, oh, I wonder if, I'm like, let me try some new things. Let me figure out how to make this more fun and more enjoyable because that's often what we end up looking for food to do is we look for our food to be our fun versus how do I make my life more fun and more enjoyable so that food no longer has that responsibility. That's how we create more success and we create sustainable success because we have this life that is filling that emotional need for us. Food no longer is that and weight loss no longer is that. We can take the pressure off of the weight loss needing to be the driver of why we get to feel good about ourselves. As you think about goal setting, being an experiment and trying some new things, testing and tweaking, we need to learn how to assess. We need to really understand and figure out, okay, what's working, what's not working? This is one of the key things that I work with clients on is really evaluating and understanding what they're doing in a week or in a month as to why they're creating the results that they're creating. And that's specifically some of the work that I do with clients and some of the worksheets that I've created is so that they can better understand and do this from this place of compassion and curiosity. Because typically, we just want to beat ourselves up, especially if we don't hit a goal. If we do hit it, then we're like, oh, yeah, things are amazing. This is great. And we just keep trying to replicate it. But eventually we stop getting the results that we want or that we expect. And then we start to beat ourselves up. And we want to start to look at, okay, what's different? What do I need to change? What do I need to tweak? And I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a small change, a small tweak. I want you to focus on one thing. What's the one thing this week that's going to move the needle forward? Going back to last week, what's the one thing? What what is that minimum baseline? And now how do we get 1% better day after day? And you can ask yourself this every day. What's the 1% change that I can implement today that's going to get me closer to my goal? And then we want to take our eyes off of the result. We want to take our eyes off of the scale and not obsess and not get overwhelmed by it and put it now back onto life and look at how do I create more fun? How do I create more joy and more pleasure and more enjoyment in my life as a whole? That's what we want to do. We want to look at who do you want to become? 
right? Who do you want to be when you've hit your goal weight? And this is the thing. How you get there is how you'll be there. It's what you're going to need to do to stay there. And so often we have lost our weight, but the only way we've done it is through punishment, is through beating ourselves up, it's with shame and self-loathing, it's through a lot of negative tactics. And we think that magically our thoughts and our mindset is going to change once we hit that goal, but then we hit it and the internal conversation has not changed. We might be excited and pumped and thrilled that we get to buy new clothes or maybe people are noticing and they're making comments. But after a couple of days, a couple of weeks, that starts to wear off and you are left with all your shitty self-talk because you never learned how to change the conversation as you were losing the weight. And so even if you keep the weight off now, your value and self-worth and pride just gets put onto a new goal. There's something else that you need to achieve because you are still not good enough. It's this constant striving of never being good enough. And that shit's exhausting. I will tell you from personal experience, it's freaking exhausting. That's what we need to start looking at now. As we're doing this experiment, as we're setting this goal and we're working through all the drama and all the emotions that can come up with it, all of the fear of what if I don't, all of the fear of what if I do, because that's the other thing here is this fear of success and the success intolerance. That's a real thing too, y'all. So we want to start to bring that up intentionally so that we can work through it, so that as we are losing the weight, we are changing who we are and how we show up in the world. We're changing our self-concept. We're changing how we talk to ourselves. That we need to practice with. We have years and years, if not decades, of practice talking to ourselves in really punitive ways. We need to start to shift that now. So we want to look at who do you want to become? Okay, who do you want to be when you've hit your goal? And what kind of habits do you want to have long term? What do you want life to look like? Some people want to let go of certain foods completely. Some people just want to take a break from certain foods or drinks for a little bit. Some people want to immediately work on creating a healthy relationship from the very start with certain foods or certain drinks to where it's never restricted, it's never something they have to give up, and they're working to remove that all-or-nothing approach. But what do you want life to look like? What do you want your relationship with food to look like? What do you want your relationship with your body or exercise or with other people to look like? Your career, how you show up in the office, how you show up with your kids or your spouse. This is really what we want to look at. And what are the long-term habits that you want to implement? A lot of times we want to be consistent. I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who, who said, you know, I just, I don't want to ever be consistent. It's okay. I just want to do these habits for a little while and then I want to fall off and never do it again for, you know, another nine months. Like nobody ever says that. We want to be consistent. And so we want to look long-term at what are the habits we want to be doing down the road. And then we want to look at where are we right now? And we want to get 1% better day after day. We want to start to bridge that gap. We don't have to go from first gear to fifth gear. We end up stalling out when we try to do that. We want to go from first to second and second to third. And when we create that minimum baseline, just like I talked about last week, that's what helps to build the consistency. And consistency comes from having the right thoughts and the right mindset and having a right plan, plan where you don't feel deprived or restricted and what you get to eat or what you have to do in the gym or how much you have to exercise. You need a plan and a strategy and you need the mindset pieces. You need the thoughts. That's how you build consistency. What kind of habits do you want long-term? And you can start thinking about that because habit goals would be like action goals. So you can start thinking and setting some of those. This is how I want to show up for myself in the future. 
I'm going to be the kind of person who does blank. I'm going to be the kind of person who no longer does blank. And start to fill that in. And I'm telling you, you can create so many results just from listening to this podcast. You've got to start taking action, though. You've got to start implementing. This is how we get off the diet roller coaster. We've got to start focusing here. Again, we need to have so much love and compassion and understanding that, the, of course, there's going to be fear that we can't, we'll never be able to lose our weight. Of course, there's going to be fear that if we lose it, we're going to gain it back again. And the real fear comes from the shame that we experience. And when we start to understand and dig into that and we can start to identify, oh, that's all within my control. I can't control what other people might say to me about regaining weight, but I sure as hell can determine and decide what I say to myself. You are 100% in control of that. So don't be blaming anybody else. We get to take full responsibility. And now you get to be the one in control of how you think and how you feel. If you would like some help getting off the diet roller coaster from hell, if you would like some help creating goals that feel good, that feel sustainable, that stretch you out of your comfort zone, but don't quite take you into the scared shitless zone. We want to stay out of the scared zone and we want to stay in the growth zone. And if you have trouble setting goals, setting action goals or result goals that you can work towards, that you can achieve, that you can pursue, if you need a little extra help in this area, then I would love to chat. This is my zone of genius. This is what I spend so much of my days doing with clients is really helping them understand what's truly holding them back. Because this can be your year. 2023 can be the year you lose your weight and you keep it off for life, forever, to where you are never stressed about food. You are never feeling out of control. You never worry about binging. You never feel out of control. You never worry about what somebody is bringing to a potluck. You never worry about where you might be going out to eat at a restaurant or how long you're traveling or eating lunch at an airport or at the gas station. You can have so much peace and so much ease around food, around exercise, and ultimately with yourself. And you can transform that relationship. You can transform the way that you show up. And if that's you, if that's what you want for this year, then I would love to help you. You can schedule your free consultation at www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. And on the call, we'll just get to know each other and we'll see if this is a good fit. We'll talk about where you are now and where you want to be this time next year, where you want to be by this summer. I'll help you create some goals, both result goals and action goals that are going to help you get there. And we'll also look at the obstacles and challenges that you specifically are going to face because we all have them. And what's going to be a challenge for one person is not going to be a challenge for you. But we need to figure out what are your obstacles, what are your roadblocks, so that we can overcome them. And it doesn't have to be this like American Ninja Warrior where all of a sudden something comes flying out of left field and knocks you on your back. No, no, no. None of that. I'll help you get through it with peace and ease and way more fun than you ever thought possible. I know. Words that we never associate with weight loss are like peace, ease, fun, excitement. I promise it's possible for you. So if you'd like some help, then let's do it. Schedule a call and let's chat. All right, y'all. Here's to creating the life and body you crave in 2023. Let's do it. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop. 
five keys to end emotional eating and lose excess weight for life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.